Welcome to Talk Employment to Me by KLC, the pod where common sense meets useful advice. Another week and another episode. I'm your host, Stephanie Berry, together with Chris Sacco and Jared Sacco. Join us for new episodes every Friday at 3 p.m. So sit back, listen, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Very exciting this week. Jared's back from his 74-week European jaunt. Welcome back, Jared. Thank you. Great to be back. I've been thinking about this podcast every day whilst I've been lying in the sun. I bet you listen to every single one you missed. I have. Don't quiz me, but I definitely have. (laughs) This seems like the most insincere conversation I've ever been a part of. I don't believe you for a second. Before we get into it, Jared, what was your favourite part of your holiday? Let us all live vicariously through you. Um, it was all good. Just being in the sun and not knowing what day it was was great. Um, Sold. Sold. (laughs) The water and um, relaxing and probably too many cocktails here and there. It's not a bad thing. Well, we also had a fantastic time in Melbourne in zero degrees. (laughs) My fingers and my toes wanted to snap off. It was that cold. The heater stopped working in the office in the middle of winter, so that was a real highlight. So I'm glad you enjoyed your 30 plus degree weather. <laughs> I thought about it, thought about our Zippo times. However, now that you're back, it's time for us to use and abuse your brain and pick that brain. So this week we're going to talk about how do I know if I am being remunerated correctly? So the market has moved. There has been a big shift. We are in one of the lowest, lowest is not a word, but I'll try again, lowest unemployment rates that we have had for a very, very long time, which means that there are not a lot of people out there looking for jobs. So most people are moving from job to job. So one of the main motivators, whether it be right or wrong or in between, when it comes to people looking or moving is the dollars and cents. Uh, We're currently in an economy at the moment where we are... The cost of living is just through the roof. It's increasing. So, you know, times are tough for some people or just even people who feel like they were being remunerated correctly are potentially now looking to be earning more just to keep up with, you know, the rising cost of living. So I think for those of us that live and breathe recruitment every day, we have a pretty good handle on the market and we have a good handle on people's worth for particular roles within the market. But if you don't live and breathe that every day, sometimes it's hard when you're marketing yourself or looking for new roles to work out what you're actually worth. And if what you think you're worth is what you're actually worth. And I suppose that goes both ways, both positively and negatively. So Jared, to start with you, because there's nothing like just being thrown straight back into it. What are some of your tips for job seekers when they are looking for new roles to work out if they where they're pitching themselves from a remuneration perspective is where they should be pitching themselves? It's a good question. And, and Thanks. The first <laughs> thing is is doing research and looking at what jobs are out there and I guess reflecting on, on where you are in your stage of your career. So um, there's no point thinking you're more than you are and looking at jobs mm-hmm. where you don't qualify and seeing that they're paying X amount mm-hmm. and just saying that that's what you demand if, if it's not where you're at. So you need to be real with yourself and, and understand your experience, your background, if you're looking at key responsibilities, what you've actually done, and you can mm-hmm. sort of identify where you should be. Um, I know the demand and the cost of living is getting higher for individuals. It's also getting higher for businesses. So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean businesses have 
a magical $50,000 extra to spend on salaries, they're also paying more for things like electricity and groceries and water and everything they need to pay for. So you don't want to price yourself out of the market mm. just because you think you're worth more than you are because um, it's very tough for businesses, especially small businesses, just to find mm -hmm. additional money. Um, so it's important that you understand where you're at in your career um, and knowing what people in similar situations are getting paid and that just comes down to research. Yeah. Um, where are some of those places you could research? There's a number of places. So um, first and foremost, it's probably very difficult with things called awards. Now, not everyone has heard of awards before for some specific um, I guess environments such as healthcare, social work, things like that. There are awards which um, identify how long you've been working in an area and what you can be getting paid. Um, so there's a lot of environments like that. A little bit more difficult in, in corporate environments where awards aren't necessarily followed to the mm -hmm. team. Um, but you can be looking on things like LinkedIn uh, on their job posting on Seek and seeing what people are offering. Um, people I've found and Chris and Steph, I don't know if you've seen the same with ads online at the moment, a lot more actually have the salary range mm -hmm. paying for that position. Yep. So looking there and sort of finding where you fit um, is, is something that you can do on those platforms as well. I think that is, from a job seeker perspective, one benefit of the fact that we are in a tough market to find really good employees is that um, employers, recruitment agencies, people posting jobs on platforms like Seek, um, we are doing everything that we can to attract candidates and one of the things that has been highlighted as a real change is that people are more likely to apply for your role if you have a salary band or a salary scale on the role. So I agree, Jared, with what you're saying. There is an increase in jobs that are actually having um, the salary band put on them. The other thing is if jobs are on Seek or probably any job platform, even Indeed, and they don't have a salary band, you can actually search jobs with a salary band in the search field. Um, and if they are outside of that band, they will disappear from your search field. So that's kind of a sneaky way to just see if that, you know, job is sitting within it. So if you had put in, you know, 70 to 80,000 and that job was appearing, and then you moved you moved the pendulum slightly to be 80 to 90,000 and that job with the same other search classifications or filters disappears, then that is the salary that's been put in the back end by the employer or the recruitment agency. So I think that's a good little one for job seekers to look out for as well. Absolutely. And I, and I think the, the research is important because there's more to it than just seeing the title of a job, seeing what they're paying and putting yourself in that pigeonhole. Every organisation, titles mean different levels. There's different responsibilities, there's different things you have to do. Um, so it's important that you're actually looking at job ads and making sure that you fit it's the profile that a senior administrator is very different mm. one organisation than it is another, so you need to make sure you're doing your research properly. Chris, uh, there are also things called salary guides that a lot of big organisations will um, publish every 12 months. How, if I'm a, a job seeker, number one, where do I look for those? And number two, what might I be able to get out of those that might help me in terms of knowing my worth or whether I'm pricing myself out of the market? Um, look, some of our competitors have um, salary reviews. Thanks for inviting me in because of Welcome. all the topics. Jared and I haven't seen each other for six weeks, so we're just catching up. I've got lots of words. I do wonder when you're both going to ask me for more money because you're not feeling like you're remunerated appropriately, which is probably another question I'd like to challenge you both with. 
when you spell remuneration, is is it the end first or the end first? One of the biggest spelling mistakes ever found. I'll leave you with that challenge. Really? Yeah. So, back to where do we find these guides? Wait, sorry, I have to go. People are saying re... Remunerated or remunerated. I've been spelling it one way for the whole time and now I'm wondering whether I've been doing it wrong. M first, rim. It's rim. It's your remuneration. You really have me... You'd be amazed how many people... Calling it remuner... I can't even say that way. Remuneration. Rem. Okay. Just, it's your rem. Okay. It's your rem, not your rem. (laughs) Well, I've learned something today. (laughs) Anyway, the question was, and I do remember the question, the guide. So a lot of our competitors actually put together um, salary survey guides. So I've I've found both a Hayes. Yep. It's renowned for that. Um, So you would Google Hayes. Hayes is uh, very good at doing that, and they will do those state to state. Mm. Um, I think they also do it. The one that I, the most recent one that I um, had downloaded too, when we were doing some research for clients, was also broken down with between Australia and New Zealand. So you also got that, you know, the what are we? The where in the world do we live? Yeah. <laughs> down the bottom of the world. <laughs> I don't even know. It's Friday. I have had too much coffee and not Friday enough sleep, Friday. and it's not helping my brain. <laughs> um, and Jared's giving me nothing. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to have a sleep now. You finish. <laughs> um, and then there's the likes of Robert Walters. Robert Walters are an international-based organisation and they also will break it down by state, by country. Mm. Um, I think the thing that you need to be careful of there is the information that you don't have. So, for example, a financial planner that, as Jara said earlier, might mean one thing in one organisation and might mean something different. You, know, you mm-hmm. think there's not a lot of variation, but there actually is. So you yeah. might have a portfolio or you might have to grow a portfolio. You might have high net worth clients or you might have basic super mm. clients. So you need to actually seek a little bit more information. But on a broad scale, absolutely. There's other, you know, if you're a graduate, you can just Google uh, salary ranges for graduates. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Jared made a wonderful point, which is this thing called the awarding. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all governed by a modern award. So depending on the industry that you would work in, there's a modern award and that's probably a whole other session, but you would have minimum wages. So that would yep. be, you know, at your very worst, your starting point. And it is a salary guide. So it's going to give you the top of the, top of the band, the bottom of the band, and probably the average. And so it is important to know that it's a guide but I think it's a good place to start to make sure you're not pricing yourself out of the market um also I think it's a good place to know whether the roles that you're looking at for the skills and for the experience and for the responsibilities that that employer is actually also paying you what you're worth and what the role's worth because there are also two things to consider what's the role worth and what you're worth need to make sure that those align now sometimes people may be worth more but they're willing to take a role that's paying less because it gives them things like flexibility or it's close to home so sometimes there's also other considerations but that's a decision that you as a person make it's less about whether you're being remunerated fairly for your experience and more about maybe where you're at in life and what kind of works for you um the only other thing i was thinking is that um, Seek also have a, I think it's like a career insights part of their website too, which um, you can 
use the, and, and again, this is about using all of the tools that you have at your disposal, but it's probably an area that most job seekers don't even look at because you're just looking at the jobs that are posted and you're just making sure your own profile's up to date. But the career insights um, section of the SEEK website also allows you to look at different classifications. So you might put in, you know, um, administration and office support, and then you can kind of break it down role by role. And it will show you, again, a band and averages of roles that have been posted, say, in the last 12 months on the SEEK platform. So it's another way of knowing whether or not what you think you're worth and the jobs that you're applying for, are those jobs being remunerated correctly? And is your worth, you know, does that align with that? Um, what are your opinions on for those organizations employers that don't advertise a salary band is there harm is there benefit in picking up the phone and calling and asking the question if you're set on a, on a salary range then absolutely um, some organizations and especially some of them won't tell you the stage of the process just because one they may not be able to with their agreement with, with clients that they're working with um, but there is no harm in calling at any point and, and, and asking uh, a lot of organizations in my opinion or in my knowledge won't put salary on there because they don't want people to apply just because this role is paying fifty thousand dollars more than what they're currently in or, or whatever it may be um, they want people to apply because they like the look of the role and they like the look of the organization rather than they're going to get in their back pocket. So um, there is still nothing wrong with calling and asking the question and introducing yourself. I, I do recommend that um, for most roles, especially those where maybe you're looking for some more info. I, sorry, you go. I, I interestingly had a conversation on the weekend as gone uh, with somebody who's out in the market who um, recently qualified and, you know, this whole topic of what am I worth mm-hmm. came up. Um, and my recommendation to her was to do exactly what we said, to do some research. Yeah. Um, and she said, I really hate having these conversations about salary. And I yeah. understand that. So it's still a hate point for a lot of people, but know what you're worth. So you know, yeah. your research will, will actually put you in good stead because you will be asked that question. And so we've talked about that yeah. on platforms. Uh, and I just suggested to her to be, you know, brave and you don't have to go, there's a range, don't go to the top end, you don't have that experience. But know what your minimum is for, that, mm. for, for your level of experience. And, you know, the flip of that, be careful about being too greedy and wanting to go in at the top end because when the market changes, and it will, mm. if you're getting the top dollar, they expect the top results. Mm. So, you know, maybe it's okay if there's a band that you go in at the lower end with a compromise or a, a negotiation that says in six months' time, I'm going to be worth yep. renegotiating and I'm mm-hmm. going to prove to you why. But then here's my, here's my point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go, well, this is something different. Because we're dealing in, step, as you said, lowest unemployment um, that we've had for, for many, many, many moons. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants, if you can strike a compromise, that's your point of difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I think that it's about as you said, Chris, being brave because whilst Jared totally agree with what you're saying, I also think from my perspective, if I'm an employer, I I also don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time because sometimes there is little to no negotiation room for, for many reasons. And so 
for some employers that might be as you started this whole conversation with Jarrah by saying because people are paid to the award so they are paid on a on a band and that's again for many reasons but a lot of the time that's for consistency fairness whatever um sometimes they may not be paid to the award but the organization may have a limit of what they can afford to pay now whether you think that that is reasonable for the role and that fits with your worth that's part of that research you have to do because just because an organization is willing to pay a certain amount for a role doesn't mean that that's like that could be less than what the role is technically worth in the market and it could be less than what you're worth so then don't waste your time applying for it pick up the phone and ask the question because if it's not gonna if you go well that doesn't allow me to pay my mortgage or pay my rent and put groceries on the table in on the table in the fridge whatever you put your groceries um and pay my bills then why would you go through the rigmarole of a whole process only for it to not be even exactly so i think you do have to be brave and the knowing your worth part i think is one of the biggest challenges that people will face during this process of working out what they are worth because again probably a very different conversation but there is still a gender wage gap for a lot of roles and a lot of that comes down to how we value ourselves in the market too so a lot of the research that you can do can be broken down by gender too and it can look at the shifts in the market so you need to make sure that you are doing your research because you could also undervalue yourself too and so I think that comes back to a lot of us are raised to not not toot our own horn and to have a a level of you know humility well knowing your worth and when you're going and putting yourself out there for a job it's it's kind of the time where you got to sell yourself so you've got to do that in a way that you're showing that you are worth the top end of the band as you said chris or i think you are <laughs> jared you're not but that's a different conversation <laughs> oh that's kind to yourself <laughs> so if i'm a job seeker and i'm you might be after this conversation <laughs> And I'm wanting to know my worth, trying to find out what I'm worth, but also what's the market paying for me? What's your one tip? I would, my go-to would be Seek. Every Mm. day of the week, Seek. It's still the biggest platform for advertisers. Um, As Jared said earlier, many more companies are putting the range on. Steph, as you said, you can search the range, even if it's not written there. Seek is mine. Yeah. And I think like in your job title and see what comes up. Indeed also have really great capabilities. I know that in other parts of the world indeed's the number one job board. Yeah. That's for you young folks. Like <laughs> for for the Australian market, Seek still does hold the um, the majority. But use use they exactly they're both reputable job boards. Use them to your advantage. Jared, are you awake? Yeah, well, I would just be <laughs> Being thorough with your investigation of yourself and, and your, I guess, rating or representation of yourself. If you were to undervalue yourself, for example, I'd almost argue it's better to undervalue than overvalue because you can always go up. It's very difficult for an organisation once they put you on a salary to say, you know what, we actually don't think you're worth that. We're going to take five thousand dollars off you. It's very easy for them to go, you know what, you're a great worker. We're going to give you a, a, a raise at the end of the year. So. Try and get yourself right, but don't oversell yourself to a point where it's not possible for a business who may, as Steph said, have 65000 is the most we can spend. 
don't sell yourself out of that role because you're selling yourself too high mm. and trying to get extra money where it's just not there. Yeah. Businesses mm. are struggling too with um, yeah. the cost yeah. of living. Absolutely. And I think to piggyback off that drive, my, my, um, my point would be then to really think about if you are going to take that role and it is paying 65000 make sure that you can make that work for at least, say, a 12-month period because most organisations will do some kind of annual review. Um, if you're being paid above award, then they don't owe you anything in terms of a raise. They don't have to. There is no legal obligation for them to do that. So it, as you say, Jared, it's up to you to be a top performer, to put yourself in a position where an organisation from whatever pool or bucket of money they've got, where they may not be able to offer you know, an increase to everyone, that you are one of the ones that they want to do that to um, annually. But most places will only do it annually. So don't commit to it. Take the 65, say nothing about it, be in the role for four weeks and they go, oh, actually, I've done the maths and now I need to earn 70,000. Too late, you're too late. <laughs> and just the other thing is, when we talk about being remunerated, it's not just the dollars, it's yeah. some of the other perks as well. So take those things into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. If you're getting a car allowance or you're getting, you know, or additional leave that is not coming out of your, to me. Food in the fridge for yeah. you to utilise. You know, if you worked in the city and you went to lunch every day and got a solid sandwich, that's probably going to cost you 15 bucks. If that's been provided, mm. times that by five, by a month, by a year, add that to your bottom line. Yeah. That's your saving. Or if you're me, if the company has a good coffee machine and not just a Nescafe blend, whatever it is in a, <laughs> that's a perk. Like yeah, for me, that's a perk. Yeah, absolutely. With your fancy milk. And the 74 coffees a day I have, it's... And all the sugar <laughs> <you need. laughs> Oh dear, okay, more self-reflection for Steph in the podcast, great. <laughs> maybe I'm protecting him today. But maybe that's a good place for me to end it because I don't need any more self-reflection. I'm scared as it is. Thank you, guys. Um, Thanks, Jared. Jared, Thank welcome. Yeah, welcome back. That was one. Maybe you should go on um, six weeks holiday all the time. It was one of your better ones. Oh. <laughs> She'll approve anything. Very kind. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week on Talk Employment to Me by KLC. We will see you again next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Remember, the advice shared on the Talk Employment to Me podcast is general advice only. For specific advice, reach out to Stephanie, Chris and Jared or the whole KLC team. That's all for this episode. See you next Friday.